Today on Gun Talk Nation, our very own Chris Serino. He headed out to Arizona to Gunsight to test out some new Stoger pistols and also do some training. We're going to talk about all that right now. I'm Ryan Gresham, and this, this is Gun Talk Nation. This Gun Talk Nation is brought to you by Arms Corps, Silencer Central, High Viz, Four Patriots, Remington Ammunition, and Range Ready Studios. Welcome into Gun Talk Nation. Today on the show, one of our own, Chris Serino. Or as we call you, Chris Cirillo. Jim Cirillo's <laughs> illegitimate that's, son. That's funny, but that would be nice. <clears throat> Some there's like three people listening to this who know Jim who Jim Cirillo was. Oh, everybody knows who Jimmy Cirillo is. I mean, he was the man that invented the New York reload. Yep. One gun's empty, get another. Competition shooters who were on the SWAT or Vice Squad or something like that in New York. Something like that. Yeah, they were Vice. They uh, they went out and got a lot of bad guys. Oh, yeah. They went on the hunt. Yeah, but then they then they banned uh, ambushes and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, we caught them in the act. We got in a shootout. They all died. What? That's I what know. happened. Apparently, you're not Sarge, alive. that's what happened. Apparently, you're not allowed to wait inside of a business you know is going to be robbed and then slay everybody that comes in. It was like a 70s cop movie. Cirillo, give me your badge and your gun. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Chris, uh, well, we're going to talk yard work. We're going to skip over that part. Yeah, well, I'm a little gummed up, you know. I <laughs> mowed half the yard or a third of the yard yesterday. I feel like I smoked a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. I actually got a little yard work in yesterday too. This we're in South Louisiana, folks. It is in the mid to upper 80s most days. It rains every other day. You can hear the grass growing. Yeah, but it hasn't rained for a little bit. Yeah. And even when it does rain, it seems like every time I mow, I look like Pigpen coming across <laughs> the yard, you know? I'm it's just circled by this cloud of dust. Yes. Yes. Um all right, so man I kind of wanted to catch up with you because you were on this like nine day uh, safari vendor, <laughs> <laughs> vendor? <laughs> in Arizona. So yeah, what were you doing out there? It was fantastic. Well, you know, there's a couple days of travel in there, but I spent uh, four days out at Gunsight and Stoger was there and they introduced us to three pistols that had already been released at SHOT Show. So it's okay if we talk about them. Right. <laughs> they were just trying to get them in our hands and get some press on it. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. Because these three guns were beyond amazing. So to me, Stoger is, as a brand, it's part of Benelli. Beretta. Well, Beretta and Benelli are, are sister brother companies. Franke. But then them. under Benelli, you've got Franke, you've got Stoger. So so Benelli is like tops, quality, fit and finish, whatever, price point. Then you have Franke, then you have Stoger. So Stoger is kind of the, val the value price brand. Sure. And uh, But I really do think they do get the benefit of, of knowing how to make really good guns with Benelli, Franke. So what was the gun you were shooting, or the three guns? Well, the first one was a full size. It was an STR9. Everybody knows about the STR9. It was released in 2019 originally. 
and now they have some variations. So they, one of them was an STR9 compact, so it's modeled after that. So it's just basically a shorter grip. Yeah. Uh, Thirteen plus one, ships with three mags and uh, grip panels, interchangeable grip panels, which is cool. a big feature today. Yeah. And then the the really the, I mean, there's two stars of the show. I mean, the compact was just the compact. But the STR9 Combat Plus Ooh. is going to That put, sounds tricked out. Well, it is. It's, and it. it's going to put a hurting on a lot of these similar guns, the polymer 9mm uh, combat style. So let me tell you what it had. Yeah. Interchangeable grip panels, magwell, uh, fiber optic sights, fully adjustable rear sight, uh, cut for optics, and... I, I can't remember if you could see the, the, the sights through the glass, but uh, it comes with all the plates, so you probably can't. Uh, I mean, I shot a lot Was of it. Was it a threaded barrel? Threaded barrel, mm. good trigger. Um, golly, it was uh, you like the It was a laser beam, a literal tack driver. Shot. How many days did you shoot that? Oh, wait. And it ships with four 20-round mags. Wow. Yeah. You, you know, it's funny because some people may not appreciate that, but, I mean, it's typically a magazine, a semi-auto, full-size metal magazine. I mean, it's not inexpensive. $35, $45 probably, you know, for yeah. on a good gun. And then add the extensions to it because that's spring and the extension. Yeah. So the gun was amazing. I shot it a bunch. Uh, but it was too easy to shoot. It was too easy to shoot. <laughs> Most people are going, wait, what? And I would have beat up on everybody there. The trigger's phenomenal. Uh, had a Burris fast fire on it, and they had them all dialed in. Mine just so happened to be spot on. I mean, it was more on than... I mean, I would literally watch bullet holes materialize under the red dot. Yeah, it's just like... <clears throat> that also means that it's shooting flat enough we're able to see that. I mean, I yeah, I mean, it doesn't recoil. I've got some great video. We're going to get it out. I'm trying to upload that stuff to, you know, I'm not technologically <laughs> advanced, but I'm working on uploading that stuff to some kind of box it's supposed to go <laughs> box in. Box in the cloud. Yeah, the box in the cloud that <laughs> holds all cloud the box. things. But it was too easy to shoot, so I chose another gun. And the third gun. Which would be the third gun, the str 9 MC, micro compact. Oh. So I know you got the chance to look at it. You haven't shot it. You yeah. saw it in my office. And it's, I mean, I could compare it to some of my favorite micro compacts. So it's in that family, that size, the specs of. 13 plus one, like skinny, a, inch wide. Like the, the what is it, the Torix, Taurus uh, GX4. Four, the no, P365, P365, more that size. Glock yeah. 43, the Hellcat. Yeah. Um, a lot of those guns are these micro. The FN Reflex. FN Reflex, which we're going to talk more about. Um, but, I mean, what would you think of the gun? Oh, my God. It has a, has a white outline tritium fr front sight, so not super bright, but easy enough to see, and I'm, even I could see it. The reason I could see it so well is the back is a fully adjustable, on this micro-compact, fully mm -hmm. adjustable rear sight with serrations. Now, that sounds like a target sight. Do you, 
I mean, as, as far as a carry gun, do you like that? Or would you like something that's a little bit more low profile, maybe perhaps, finger quotes, more durable? You know what? Um, I like it because not, I mean, these micro guns, they shoot every ammo different. Yeah. I mean, you never know where your ammo is going to print. All you can do is adjust windage. You can't adjust elevation. You, you never know where a gun's going to print. Mine happened to be off just a little bit to the left. I mean, it was like an inch. <laughs> it was an inch off to the left. So I moved it three clicks, which just so happened to to put the hash marks together on it. Okay. So it must have been from the factory. You know, it just wasn't straight as straight could be. Yeah. The trigger's a little, trigger's not rough. The trigger's a little heavy, but it's a great carry trigger. A carry trigger should not be light. Um, comes with two, I can't remember for sure now. I remember a lot of stuff, but <laughs> it's like two 13-rounders and one 11-rounder flush fit. Okay. So it's actually pretty awesome. Uh, the texture, the grip, the controllability... Uh, the bore axis is the lowest bore axis of any micro compact I've shot yet. And you know, I've shot them all. Yeah. It is the lowest. I mean, I get chewed up by Glocks. So that's pretty low. My 43 used to tear up my hands. This one is just at the hoary edge <laughs> where I was just getting kissed on my thumb knuckle just a little. So, I mean, it's super, I mean, I could double tap. Literal double taps. I'm not talking control pairs. I'm talking draw, hop, hop. As fast as I pull the trigger, and, I mean, we're looking at an inch, two inches apart at, yeah. you know, 15 feet. That's pretty good. Yeah, very controllable. And uh, sometimes at these events, they have other companies there. You mentioned Burris. Were there any other, other sure, Burris, brands there? Um, <clears throat> I don't know who supplied the gun cases that the guns came in. Because there's no markings on them. They branded them Stilger, so they look really oh, nice. Okay, But Magpul uh, supplied us with some some of their new polarized shooting glasses. Really? Different colored mirror lenses. Like, I ended up with green mirrored lenses. And I know uh, Kevin Michalowski ended up with some red ones that I thought were, like, rose-colored. They were, they were sexy. And the glasses are super clear. How did it work out there in the bright desert? Perfect. I mean, they're yeah, they're they're super clear, easy to easy to wear. They held on to your head enough, so yeah. when you bent over, they don't slip off your face. Yeah, I mean, all the things you got that, a big head though. That people, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's narrow. I got a big head, but I don't have a big cabeza. You know, <clears throat> I uh, I mean, glasses. If they fall off me when I'm bending over picking stuff up, drives me nuts. Especially when my right. hands are full of things. Yeah. Uh, good glasses. Uh, Walker, of course, provided us all with uh, active hearing protection, which was fantastic. Tech Matt gave us some shooting mats, and I think Tech cool. Matt also did some gun cases, little pistol cases that are super comprehensive. Really cool. Like soft zipper? Yeah, little soft ones, but they got all kinds of little compartments inside, That's so nice. all the jingle jangle doesn't beat <laughs> up your gun. And there's a lot of jingle jangle on guns now. We've got optics plates and extra screws right. and little, all these little magazines, ads. base pads, you know, tools for your red dot, mm -hmm. everything that, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. So it was, it was really cool. Um, trying to think if there, oh, of course, Yeti supplied some water bottles for us, which was nice. The nice big ones with the big open mouth so you can throw yeah. ice in them. Cool. Well, after the break, I want to talk about 
you training at Gunsight, you're a trainer working with other trainers and kind of the exchange of ideas that happen. Very cool. How would you like a deal on ammo? Sure, we all would. Right now, over at Sig Sauer, Legion members get the 20 for 20 deal. Get 20% off your order when you add 20 boxes of Sig pistol ammo to your cart. You ought to be logged in under your Legion account, but, I mean, they have ammo for all sorts of calibers, pistol, um, 10 millimeter, 40 Smith & Wesson, 38 Special, 9, 380, 357, all the common calibers, and you can save money on your ammo purchase over at Sig Sauer if you're a Legion member. Hi-Viz Sights. There's a lot of merit to upgrading your sights on your pistol. To that end, they've got the LightWave H3 technology. These are tritium and light pipe sights, 24-hour illumination, and they have them for a bunch of different guns. So you have the night sight part of it, but then the LightWave technology, the light pipes, really glow in regular conditions because night sights don't glow in the daylight. Just sorry to burst that bubble. Um, go check them out over at HiVizSights.com. Dot com. Remington Ammunition, obviously trusted by hunters, trusted by shooters, and I'm just kind of cruising their site, and I come across the Ultimate Defense Shot Shell 410 Bore Triple Aught Buckshot. I like it. 410 Buckshot as a defensive load. Could be in uh, like a pump gun, semi-auto gun, but it also could be loading that those 410 Buckshot into something like the Judge or the governor, one of those interesting handguns that shoot 410 shells. So go over to Remington.com and check it out. The Ultimate Defense Shot Shell 410 Buckshot Loads. Silencer Central, they make it easy to buy silencers. Um, that's the big deal about Silencer Central. But they have their own series of suppressors, the Banish Suppressor Series. The original multi-caliber suppressor tested number one in sound reduction. And I'm looking at the Banish 30, the Banish 223, the Banish 30 Gold. If you're a hunter, the Banish Backcountry, if you've got a big gun, like a 4570, the Banish 46, that's a new one. Designed, you, you can do it with 338 Lapua, up to 4570 Government, and of course, pistol calibers as well. So go check them out, silencercentral.com. All right, so Chris, Gunsight, we, we always say, or, or Tom Gresham at least says, it's the granddaddy of gunfighting schools. They're around is. forever, thousands of acres. They run thousands of students a year. Kind of uh, the, the start of the modern fighting pistol techniques. And, and look. It's the Mecca. It's the Mecca, right? You have to make a trip there. Eric Gelhouse. Yeah. I hope I'm saying Eric. I hope I'm saying your last name correctly. Yeah, that's him. Um, he said he was one of the instructors. Yeah. I took a class with him, kind of more focused on red dots, and he I, he had some nice uh, lessons, some some nice things he taught. Yeah, he did a nice job. Of course, Mario Marchman was there. I really like him. He's uh, he's a big big fella, just a big old teddy bear. And then Paul Garcia. And he, he, they all co-taught, which was nice. So everybody had a little thing that was their their cool. their shtick, you know, their specialty. Co-teaching in any kind of class, especially over three days, 
is really nice because I know as an instructor, it's nice for me to get a break to be able to just not say anything for a yeah. while. But it's for a lot the, of work on your feet, talking all the time. Yeah, but for the students to not have to hear you drone on <laughs> is really cool too because that, that does make a difference. So you were telling me there were a couple things that he said that you liked and there were a few things that you did or said that he was like, ooh, Chris, I like that. Yeah, I, I was. People were having trouble with the, uh, the the short mags on the micro compact. They couldn't do their reloads fast enough, so I introduced Get, them. Letting that mag fall right. out of the gun. The, the mag wouldn't fall free because it's hitting their palm, and they're not. They just weren't moving their hands right. So I introduced them to the butterfly technique and showed that to the students, and uh, and then he introduced me to some new verbiage because words have meanings. And it was especially really cool. When, especially when you're teaching. Yeah, because he's like, you know, I want you to fire five shots. I want you to shoot one shot five times. And I thought about it, and I was like, man, that makes total sense. Instead of give me five good shots, shoot one shot five times. Because there's setup there, you know? I mean, shoot one shot. Shoot it the same way five times. Because after all, and then that's when I told him uh, something else. He said, I said, we don't shoot a group. Groups happen by doing the same thing over and over. And that language that he introduced me to was more conducive to getting good groups. It's another way to think about it. Right. It's like we were just talking in the office today. We're talking about shooting a plate rack. And the one thing I try to remember when I'm shooting a plate rack, and I don't shoot it particularly fast like a, like a Max Michelle would, but it's, it's six plates. You have to shoot six shots. You can't shoot all six plates all at once. You no, gotta, but, but we try. But it's <laughs> it's <laughs> it's sight picture, <clears throat> press the trigger, follow through, move to the next target, sight picture, trigger yeah. press, follow through, new. And if you try to do that too fast, you skip over it, and that's when you have to it, see it takes what you need shots. to see. <laughs> right, you have to see what you need to see. You're probably going to hear the plate fall unless you didn't see what you needed to see or feel. And move on to the next one. And that all happens in an absolute split second. But all that stuff is going on. Seeing the sights, yep. sight picture, press, feeling the trigger, pressing the trigger, hearing the plate go down, moving to the next target, and getting back into the trigger. With enough trigger time and training, do you, you've taught a lot of people, hundreds and maybe thousands of people. <clears throat> At first... What did you What did you see? What did you feel? And they don't know. No. I don't know. Gun went off. Gun went off. It recoiled. Looks like there's a hole down there. I was by day right. three. What you're describing, they know when the gun goes off. They know if they hit it or they missed it without even seeing the target. Right, like a you plate rack. Right. You don't need to see the target. I was working with a lady out on the range today, and it was amazing how in just an hour. She started stopping herself from flinching. She'd start pressing the trigger, and you'd see the gun go, you know, a little hesitant. And she'd stop and then press the trigger and get a good hit. Yeah. And I told her, I said, that's fantastic. And every once in a while, she'd miss, and you'd see the gun whip. And she'd say, yeah, I know, I felt it. And I said, listen, you can't stop it all the time. Sometimes you're just in the moment, and it's going to fire. But, uh, you know, when I work with somebody like that one-on-one, it just reinforces what I know because someone who couldn't hit the cardboard in, in an hour is shooting a plate rack down. How many people 
own guns or they go buy a gun. And they're like, okay, I need to go shoot this gun. And they go to a range, whether it's indoor or outdoor, and maybe they know a little bit about how to load it. Maybe they don't. Maybe they get help. They loaded it, and let's, let's assume it's a semi-auto pistol. They load it. They rack the slide. They point it at the direction of the target, and they start squeezing the trigger. They discharge a gun in a safe direction. <laughs> and they go, you know, I went, and I, did, I went and shot my gun today. Right. Was it practice? Do you even know what you did, right or wrong, or I anything? Like, I like the way you just said that. I went and shot my gun today. We, I made it go I off. I shot my gun today. <laughs> so you discharged your firearm. Hopefully, it was in a safe direction. You know, it's like, listen, man. But I, but I was there too, and I wasn't always awesome like I am now. Like I am really awesome. I don't know <laughs> if you know that. If I do say so myself. <laughs> no, but I always, I wasn't always like that. I mean. Honestly, when I was a young police officer, I don't know how I qualified. I have no idea. I have no recollection of knowing anything other than load up some practice ammo, go down range, load six, shoot six, but shoot them in this direction at that target. <laughs> and then when you're done, holster an empty gun and then move back. We'll load six and shoot six more. Do you remember, because you just alluded to the police training didn't make you a marksman, didn't make you a shooter. Do you remember, because I know you've done lots of different training in, in different departments. Do you remember a time when you went, wait a minute, this is different. This is making sense now. Yeah, I was the air marshals. Yeah. Because I had a very difficult gun to shoot, double single action, 229 SIG, SIG and yeah. 357 SIG. And it was New Mexico and it was 115 degrees <laughs> every day. And I was shaking like a chihuahua passing a plum seed. Better yet, make it a peach pit. Right. I mean, I was just nervous because I wanted to do well, and I listened to everything they said. That was when I learned the, the high thumbs forward grip. That's when I finally started understanding what taking the slack out of the trigger was because everybody would yell at you, slack out, press, slack out, press. But they never really showed you or explained you. You know, and, that, and since those times, I have, uh, you know, I've honestly, you know, I've mastered a lot of firearms, but mostly the pistol because, I mean, I'm definitely not the best out there, but I'm way better than most. We have, And it's because I spend a lot of time doing it yeah. and trying to figure out why I'm good at it. Yeah. So I impart that knowledge to the student. And I actually didn't intend to go here, but... You spend a lot of time thinking about it and f trying to figure it out and how to teach it, which is also something that I have heard from Max Michelle and Rob Latham, where they literally sit in their lazy boy and they think about how to grip it, how to where my sh my thumb should go, where my tr how my trigger sh should feel, movement, whatever. Right? They think about right. all these things and then how to teach it. Does that tie in to the diagnostic pistol instructor, which we have this class and it's accurately named, but it may be confusing as a name. Like, yeah, what does that mean? Well, it's a diagnostic pistol instructor. I came up with it when I was working for the state and that was after my air marshal time. And that was when I had diagnosed and remediated the most shooters. I mean, I literally was throwing poop at the wall, trying to figure out what stuck for them because people would say to me, they'd say, I want to shoot like you. And, and I had to think, 
well, why do I shoot better than you? What mm. is it that I'm doing? So I'd watch them shoot, and then I'd, th and then I'd shoot because I got I to gotta shoot and then think what I'm doing. Because as I'm doing this, I'm seeing and feeling things that I need to relate. Right. So I did all these different things. And I came up with all these trips, tips, tricks, and techniques because, you know, I mean, you can't. As an instructor, you have to say, do you like it because you can make it work or do you like it because you can get somebody else to make it work? So every time I, I train somebody, I think that way. Just because I do it this way doesn't mean you should be able to do it this way. Shooting mm -hmm. is not a look. Shooting is, is rapid shots accurately on target. You know, I mean, results are results. Rapid aimed fire, it's results. I mean, and I can, I can watch a shooter just as much as I can watch a target, and quite often I have to watch them both. So students in my class would come up to me and they'd say, hey, man, what did you do with Ryan over there? I mean, he was a real soup sandwich. And you just went over there and I saw you doing something. And I'd say, oh, I did this, that, and the other thing. And that happened so many times that somebody finally said, man, you need to make a class out of this. Okay. So I did. I made a class out of it where I share all my tips and techniques, and it's not just me telling you. It's me having you come in, shoot, and then do the things that I do, except you do them with your partner on the line. Okay. And then we rotate partners because not everybody has the same gun, and I make sure everybody shoots everybody's gun because that's something I do as an instructor. I, sure. I want to shoot them all. If I can't make it work how do you make it work and, like, and also figuring out a technique it does have to work with a lot of different types of guns or figure out what doesn't work right so that's actually a class that we are putting on at range ready it's coming up in a couple weeks uh june 10th 11th i believe uh it's over a weekend Could so be. If you're interested, <laughs> I think. We keep, we keep getting registrations. RangeReadyStudios.com. Yeah, I know we're new. RangeReadyStudios.com. A lot of people don't know what we're doing. They may not know anything about me other than the fact that I was on Top Shot, you know, at some point in my life. Uh, like 13 years ago. First time. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. But, it's been uh, a hot minute. You know, so... We getting we're getting registrations. We're definitely running the class because we have enough people, but we have seats. Yeah, we, there's, I think there are some spots. So after this break, I want to talk about you teaching teachers to shoot and to carry in Arizona. In Arizona, Arms Corps Rock Island Armory. They have a lot of fun guns, and one of the guns I'm looking at on their website is the BBR Standard 380 ACP. It's the Baby Rock Seven. Seven shots of 380 in 1911. And I've shot this gun before. It's a really fun gun to shoot, as you can imagine. But seven shots of 380 in the Baby Rock. It, the barrel is three and three-quarter inch barrel, so it's kind of a smaller, um, smaller size. It's only a pound and a half gun. Snag freestyle rear sight, um, front sight mounted on a dovetail, rubber grip, black parkerized, Trigger pulls like seven to nine pounds, and the MSRP is three ninety nine. Pretty cool. Go check them out over at armscore.com. We're talking about taking classes, getting training, and yes, we do have a division of our building here that is the training division, which is Range Ready. And over at rangeReadyStudios.com, we have a few classes going on right now. Coming up in June, we've got a ladies class 
coming up June 1 and 2, ladies only handgun class. We also have the diagnostic pistol instructor class June 10th and 11th, and then the semi-auto pistol operator one, which is a lot of words, but it's just, it's a pistol class. And people ask me all the time, do I need to have like a lot of experience to take that? No, you can, Chris will, will bring you, if you're an intro, you know, new to this thing or very experienced, it doesn't matter. You can take the class. So go over to rangeReadyStudios.com to learn more. We are all about being prepared at Gun Talk and Gun Talk Nation. Four Patriots is one of the companies that makes this show possible. And they have the Patriot Power Generator. It's as quiet as a, as a laptop, powerful enough to run your fridge, but it's portable, safe, silent, 100% fume-free because being down here in the Deep South, hurricanes, power being out for a week or more, you always hear about someone having a problem with a generator, not running it safely, running into some health issues. So you can get 10% off when you make your first purchase at 4 by using code GTN. Get the Patriot Power Generator from 4 today. New from Ruger. I know, they just keep bringing out new guns. The Ruger LC Charger. Chambered in 5.7x28, low recoiling cartridge and this you, you're familiar with some of the other five seven guns they've done this one is a large format pistol it utilizes the same steel magazines and ergonomic controls as the ruger 57 pistol but this is the larger frame it's a 10 in 0.3 inch barrel um, and it is threaded it has a hand guard at the front with a hand stop full-length picatinny rail on top for mounting an optic this is kind of an interesting gun. It's a, it's a trend that we're seeing of these large frame pistols. You can learn more and see the Ruger LC Charger over at Ruger.com. All right, so you were in Arizona, you were at Gunsight, and then we kind of, you ended up being able to tack on a couple extra days. You got asked to do, uh, teach a faster class. Yeah, faster. Faculty Administrator Safety Training for Emergency Response. That's wow. the acronym. And I finally learned it over 10 years. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> so it's a program started in Ohio. Right. And like with state approval. Oh, right? yeah. It's right now. It, I mean, it's been state funded too. I mean, it's, there's a lot of funding, and now it's really state funded. People go, teachers can't carry in schools, and you're like, right? There's no teachers carrying in schools. That's all up to the school board. Except that there are in a lot of states. Yeah, in Ohio, there's well over three thousand. Yeah. So we we I got to I got asked to come out because I hadn't done any faster programs since I moved here to Louisiana. You know, I gave all that stuff over to my ex-wife and, a, and an, an old friend. Um, because I was coming here. Yeah. And I didn't want to, I couldn't guarantee that I would be able to do it. And I love doing it and I made some money doing it and that was fine. But I was willing to just pass it off. So I passed it off. So, but they asked you to come back, teach this class. It worked out amazing. It was like, this was like the Holy Spirit said, well, this is going to be happening, Chris, because you were I was in Arizona <laughs> and there had this class going on in Arizona, the same, you know, that started the day after you finished the, the gun site thing. So what was it like? Um, tell me about it. I mean, any any kind of takeaways or interesting things that happened there? Yeah, there's something about training the average person. I mean, and they had to qualify at the Arizona Peace Officer Standard, which I have to say is really high. 
Uh, granted, you can miss a lot of the long 25-yard shots and still pass if you clean the front. The problem is cleaning the front half of the course out to 45 feet, 15 yards, was difficult. The reloads, the tack reloads, the one-handed shooting, the, you know, the failure drills, the timed shots. And, you know, I kind of <laughs> don't mind having a pretty stringent requirement if teachers are going to carry in schools then okay, be, but be trained up. Well, in Ohio, we had to increase the standard because the Ohio standard for the qual for peace officers is so low. <laughs> no offense, fellas. I know I designed the course of fire, but then they made the target 33% bigger and added all kinds of time to it. It would have been a true standard. But anyways, <clears throat> so we made it harder. So we thought we were going to have to make it harder in Arizona. Well, these people were all passing, but by what we wanted, based on what we'd done in Ohio, mm -hmm. half of them would have failed. Oh, really? <clears throat> wow. And apparently that's their instructor standard. These people get three days of firearms training. A peace officer gets two weeks, and then they have to qualify. And most of them still can't qualify, except for mere saturation of the air with lead. They, they shoot and shoot and shoot <laughs> until you pass. Accuracy by volume. Yeah. <laughs> so... No offense, fellas. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm uh, I'm still hacking up grass weeds. <clears throat> Damn. But uh, we got through it, and uh, we made an executive decision. We were just going to hold them to the peace officer standard because I felt it was high enough. We we were lucky to have a Navajo uh, Indian reservation uh, cop there. Okay. Who was tremendously skilled, really nice guy, just tremendously nice very skilled. We brought them aside and said, hey, if these people only pass at your standard, are you satisfied with that? Would you allow them in your school? Would you want them in your school? SRO, I mean school resource officer. I said, gotcha. uh, I said an acronym and I didn't clarify. So this school resource officer looked us dead in the eye and said, well, I'd be happy with any one of these people on my side. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I called the state of Ohio, called up the heads. We had a little conversation. They said, I trust you, Chris. I trust you, Chris. You do whatever you think is right. <laughs> like, okay. I said, you know, we'll get it done. So we all had powwow, and we, we definitely agreed on it, and we, uh, we have still a very good standard. Anyone, who do you think of, because there's always maybe more than one in a class, that started out at a very low skill level, and then by day three had, had really improved. Is there somebody who pops out to you or what was that journey? Yeah, there was a young girl, <clears throat> young girl in the class and she couldn't hit the broadside of a barn if she was standing inside of it. Now she had been through the primer course and she struggled there, but she wasn't trained with me, you know, and I do things different. I mean, in these guys that did the primer course, which is like, before you come to faster, you do a day and a half of firearms training. Okay. So that you're not surprised. You at least know how the gun works, how to load it, how to unload it, how to shoot it right. a little bit. So uh, she was struggling on day one. I was very concerned. I don't know what happened after lunch on day two, but she just started shooting straight. Well, I changed guns for her. Went from a SIG 320, she's tiny, mm -hmm. to a 365 XL. Okay. Both of them had red dots, just a little bit different triggers. Yeah. And uh, we just taught her not to 
anticipate and taught her to, to see what she needed to see and feel what she needed to feel. And she crushed it. And then when we went on to force on force, she shot four times at me as the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And she hit me four times. <laughs> Good. There you go. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, she did great. And the, her heart and force on force was fantastic. Interesting. You're talking about anticipating the shot. I get it. It it's the gun makes a lot of noise and it jumps in your hand. There's recoil there. But re in reality, most modern nine millimeter semi-auto guns, it doesn't hurt. It no. doesn't actually hurt your hand well, or anything. That's what I ask people. I said, Does is it scare you when you shoot? Does it hurt? And they're usually like doesn't hurt, but yeah, it might scare me a little. And, yeah. And here's, you know, there's a thing. Cool. We identify it. Yeah. The girl I was working with on the range today, her biggest problem is she's full-time military. So she's a little bit of a guy. <laughs> and when you're a guy, you're generally a control freak. Oh. Anybody that does anything like we do, if you work with guns, we're a, I'm a B plus. Okay. But we're a personalities. We, tr we want to control things right and that's exactly what she was doing she rather than knowing how to hold the gun correctly she was just trying to fight the gun right so when we fight the gun i mean you can miss I mean, you can miss a car right <laughs> they do it right. people do it all the time <clears throat> yeah um well cool uh any other like takeaways from your trip that when you think back about nine days in arizona i'm absolutely rejuvenated and revitalized um, gun sight was fantastic because when I'm there, I see so much change in what they're doing. They're continually progressing with the modern techniques. Yep. They, they don't mess with, if you know how to shoot, they don't try to tell you something else. They don't mess with you. And that's something that I, I don't do with people. If, listen, if you can keep up with me, then I'm not going to change you. Gun sight was great. Of course, I feel very welcome there and, and I love it. The FASTER program and being part of that program in Arizona and getting, you know, that just trying to get that program into the state and being supported by so many people and having the students be so pleased and so happy with everything, including the instructors I worked with in Arizona, is good for me because it just confirms what I'm doing is right and that I'm free to keep moving forward. Well, it's so important. It's so important. And really, this, I guess, really, this podcast ended up really being a conversation a lot about training and people who go to gun site. If it's their first time to gun site, or frankly, most good uh, defensive gun schools, it is an incredible, life changing revelation for them. And then typically, they all say, I'm coming back. I'm, or I'm taking another class, whether it's it's here or where it's another place. And it's so important. We were just talking this morning about, I'm, I'm glad there's so many gun owners out there, but I don't want gun owners. I want shooters. Right. I want people who are proficient, who know what the hell they're doing, who maybe it's a little bit of their hobby, or even if it's not your hobby, at least it's a, this is my responsibility to be proficient at this. And I go take a class once a year. I go shoot whatever. I mean, even if it's only, you know, once every few months, you know, keeping some skill level up, be able to defend yourself in your own home, know how to work a gun. We call it running the gun, know how to work it, keep it working, point it in the right direction. Hopefully 
I mean, you know the saying, grip sights and trigger. Hold the gun right, make a sight picture, and press the trigger without disturbing it, without fear, and you're you're 80% done. Yeah. Thanks for being on, man. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I don't get to do this very often. <laughs> All right, well, if you're interested in getting some training, you should check us out or go to Gunsight or SIG Academy. I mean, we're honestly, we can't train all the people, so I'm I'm all for you guys going to any good gunfighting school. But uh, rangeReadyStudios.com is where you go for that. And uh, Yeah, you'll get to see me. I mean, I'm... I'm at every class. It's not like we host a we we run a class and you get trained by somebody else. But it's, it's me. There are some things coming. There are some things coming. Lots of things coming. Yeah, so, there's a lot of really cool stuff coming up. I'll be honest with you guys. This is probably no one's listening at this point because I already wrapped it up. But I'll be honest with you guys. We're we have a lot of things second half of the year that have not been put on the schedule yet. And so what you want to do is you want to go to rangeReadyStudios.com, sign up for the email, because when we start announcing these things with these big brands, gun companies that you know, and we say it's a special event, it's going to sell out. It's going to be crazy. And, And it's going to be special. Yeah. So, all right, guys, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time on Gun Talk Nation.